Nefshachayim, we were discussing the concept, if we learned last time, the concept of the neshama of the neshama. In other words, we understand that every Jew has a neshama, which is the spiritual element which, through which you can connect to Hashem. And that's on a more personal level. And we learned there's something called the neshama of the neshama, or the shorish of the neshama, which connects to the collective level, if one wants, of Klai Yisrael. In other words, like he called the concept of the Chaya, a higher level from which the Cholos and together, all the Shabbos of Klai Yisrael come together. And at that level, so that's something which is eternally high, something which is eternally alive. Klai Yisrael will always be alive. That's the combined neshamas of Klai Yisrael. Each individual person has a neshama which is one small part of that bigger whole. And what we saw last time is that what a person can focus on, if you're talking about the levels of understanding of a person, so what the person can focus on thinking about and understanding is the product of his machshava, his thoughts, which is really the product of his neshama. But if there's a level higher than that, a level higher than that, which is the, the ideas which come to a person, like he says in Nashanaf Shachayim, from a level above what he can understand where it's coming from. It comes to him, he says, that, that level of Mashav is Tommy Benelam the Gamra, it's more hidden. The person himself doesn't realize where the answer came from. We saw that sometimes something occurs to somebody, he has a khidlish, he has an idea. And there isn't a logical sequence which you can work through to explain how he got there. If that's the case, you understand it's coming from somewhere above uh, the logical, so to speak, mind of a person. And we saw as far as understanding goes, that connection to the level was called what the, what's the above a person's machshava, uh, the shorish machshava, or in the spiritual level we call the shorish and the shama. Now, that, that's this point of connection of the individual to Klai Yisrael as a unit. What we need to understand here, how this level applies not just to learning or understanding, but it applies to Tefillah as well. Because what the Nefesh Chaim was really teaching us was how Tefillah is meant to be an elevation of a person's Nefesh to Zerach, Zerach is Neshama. And then that's meant to reach the fourth level too, which is to be elevated a step higher to the Shorish of his Neshama. How does that take place? Especially since how does a person relate to a level which is above his ability to understand? And if you're on the topic, let's discuss why is it above a person's ability to understand? So that we can understand, that we can explain. And that is a person's understanding is limited to his own abilities. And therefore what the person has is his nefesh, his ruach, even his neshama. Then that person, if he works and can comprehend, because that's within him. But if there's a level above the person, then that's not something a person can be massive, can encompass, and therefore you can't understand it fully because it's much bigger than, the, so to speak, the person himself. And therefore we're talking about the concept of the Sharish of the Nasham of Kal Yisrael. We're talking about something which Kal Yisrael together combine so to speak, to be part of. And therefore, no one individual who only has his small facets of understanding 
his small perspective from the angle that he's understanding is able to behold, is able to encompass the full gamut of what it means, Nishmas Yisrael. Which means it's the collective, so to speak, Kaych of Kaishrael together. And if you can understand that in simple words, then everybody, let's say, has their ability to understand what they understand. Imagine if you had harness the understanding of the entire Jewish people. The entire Kaishrael would be sitting and thinking about a certain sugya, working on a certain point. So now imagine putting all those under thoughts, all those uh, calculations, all that uh, understanding together. And maybe that to some extent gives us an idea of what it means, a concept which encompasses much more than the one person. It's something which, so to speak, encompasses the, the whole gamut of the Jewish people. As we call the connection to the level of the Chayel, the Shorish Neshama, which all Klaus will form a part of. Which all Klaus will form a part of. Every Jewish Neshama is just one small slice, so to speak, of that much bigger, much bigger whole. Now, when you spoke about the previous three levels, we spoke about the Oasis, the letters, we spoke about the Nukudas, the vowels, and we spoke about the timing, which means the way we, pre- we, we put the letters together to make meaningful sentences, to express what we're trying to understand. But what's the level which is higher than that? The level which would refer to this level of Shorosh Neshamas, as Nefesh Achayim, this hidden level, that's the combination of the letters which make up the word. That's the source of the ruchness of the letters on a higher level. What does that mean? So in ruchness we understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates the world through speech. Which means what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says comes into reality. And if that's the case, then it's not Hashem chooses the language out of convenience. If that's the case, we understand and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says is creative. The words of Hashem create. Now we know that the word, the letters that there are in the Aleph are 22. And words are made of combinations of letters. And then we have to understand something deeper. And that is every letter has its specific uh, divine energy, has its specific ability, has its specific strength. And therefore the combination of different letters which are used to make words, combines or synthesizes those different spiritual energies and that produces the word or the result of the word. Now we don't, always ex- we don't understand how exactly this works, but just to explain what that means. If Hashem creates the Oretz, then it means the world, the Oretz, the land, is a combination of the letters Aleph, Resh and Sadi. Their combination makes the Oretz. Whereas if you take the same letters and you would, or different letters and you would make up a different word, so then the combination of those letters in a different word would have a different result. So to speak, it's just like if you had to give a marshal. If a person has different chemicals or different ingredients and mixing them together in different compounds is going to produce different results, so the same principle applies over here. If you have different letters, each one has its spiritual power, 
And when they're combined in different ways, they're going to have different effects. That's the Yusat. That's the principle. Now, do we understand exactly how that works? In other words, do we understand the relative ability of each letter and the effect of it has on other letters when it's combined with them and how they synthesize to cause results? That's what the Nefeshachai is telling us now. The Tzirufi Oasis is something we don't understand. It's something we don't understand because in order to understand that, one has to have the overall picture, which means one has to see what all the, com- the abilities of each letter is and then he can see how once he knows all those, those, so to speak, individual strengths and understands how they're going to interact with each other, then he can understand the concept of Tiruf, how the letters combine to produce results. Now, there were, were people who did a, have some inkling of, of an understanding of this level. Firstly, Adam Arishan. Adam Arishan, as we said before, being as he was the only human being. So that's the case. His neshama wasn't just one element or one part or one small fraction of the of the chaya, of the cloudiestic neshama of humanity. Other mentioned before his chayat when he was the only human being, but in some way related to that entire human neshama because he was the only person. So he must have encompassed all of it. And therefore, Adam can understand Surafi Oasis as well. Adam can understand how different letters combine to form different things. And Adam does this. When Hashem brings every created animal, species, to Adam, Adam is able to look at it and work backwards and understand what its spiritual energies are and therefore what letters Hashem must have used to create it. And that's how Adam gives everything its name. The names Adam gives to everything is better a recognition of how Kaddish Baruch created it. In other words, Hashem says the word Chamar and a donkey is created because that's the connection of the Ches and the Mem and the Resh. And Adam understanding how the system works, when he sees a donkey, can see this must be a Ches Mem Resh. This is the combination of the letters which make up Chamar. And every living thing that says that Hashem brought Adam to name it, who is Shemai? Adam was able to accurately pinpoint what its name is. In other words, he could understand how the oasis combined to produce the item in front of him. Chazal say more than that. Chazal say if, if we would know that system, we'd be able to create worlds too. If we'd know how to metzarif oasis, so to speak, to create things, so then we would also be able to bury the lamas. So one example of a person who had this ability was Adam. There's a second person too. And that is Betzalel. The Gemara tells us clearly that Betzalel in building the Mishnah in Mishkan he appreciated, he realized that the Mishkan is a microcosm of the entire world. And therefore, it says Betzalel knew how to combine the letters through which the heavens and earth were created. Because those letters were used in creating the world, those letters had to be used and a smaller scale in creating the Mishkan. And therefore the Mishkan wasn't just a creation of gold and silver and precious stones and wood and the various drapes that they hung over the roof. The Mishkan on the spiritual level was a, compar- a, so to speak, a comparable creation to the world. And for that, Matal had to know the understanding of how the tariff of the letters work. How creation takes place with which letters Hashem uses. 
and then you could emulate the same. So that's the idea of Tzirufi Aishis. Now, says the Nefesh Chaim, by mitas maus sidre tzirufim b'shalashim ayon and the mosadanata. The truth of explaining this principle of how the letters combine on a ruchni level isn't something which we can relate to. Because this is the level which comes from the Torah Shashama, which means a level which can understand and incorporate all the individual points into one unified whole, just like it applies to all the Jewish Shashamas, that also applies to all the individual kaychas of the letters which Hashem creates. We don't have that awareness, we can't do this. And therefore, only after when we're able to rise to this level, then we'll be able to analyze properly the, the secret of all the letters, how they connect in the Shorish, in the source of the Kedusha. In this world is one level, but in the future, then Zeminin will be invited to understand this higher level, what he calls the Nesham of the, Nesham of the Torah. Let's explain this a little bit deeper. What goes into each spirit, each letter? The Aleph base aren't random symbols which are given random names. On the contrary, every letter of the Aleph base has a certain shape which is significant. It has its name which is significant. It has its appearance which is significant. And it has its numerical value, its gematria, which is significant too. And therefore, if we understand the letter, we can understand the, what that letter's koyach is. But that's as individual letters. We don't know the principles of how when letters combine, how they synthesize, how they produce new results. So just to give you one example of this, let's talk a, bit, a few minutes about, we'll take the first letter, the letter Aleph. And let's share a little bit about what the letter Aleph comes to teach us as an individual letter. Because as individual points, those are things we can understand. So the first point is the Aleph's numerical value is 1. And we understand that, therefore, it's a reference to the concept of 1, which is Hashem. Hashem Echad. The Aleph's appearance is a Yud at the top, above, a diagonal above in the middle, and a Yud at the bottom. And what that's meant to show us is where the placement of the Aleph is. Because in the higher worlds, in spiritual sense, senses, Hashem's name always begins with a Yud. Yud Kevavke, for example. It's the name of Hashem is the Master, the Adon, which we talk about on a lower level. That starts with the Aleph. And on that level, so we have the idea of the the gematria of the Aleph being two Yuds, which is 20, and the Vav in the middle, which is the 6, gematria 26, which is the gematria of Shem Hashem Yud which means that the Aleph is a representation of what you see here of Hashem's name. So that's the gematria of the Aleph, and that's the way the Aleph is constructed. But the idea of a Yud, of a land, and then a Yud above the land, and another Yud beneath the land, is something else. It's telling us another principle. What we see in the second day of creation, that HaKadosh Baruch was split between the Mayim Medyanim and the Mayim Tachtayim. Hashem made a split between the upper waters and the lower waters, and He created the Rakia, the sky 
as the separation between them. That's also the Aleph. There's the, the Yud above the line, which is the representation of the upper waters. There's the Yud below the line, which is the representation of the lower water. And there's the Vav in between, which is the representation of the sky, which says, separates them. And then again, the meaning of that is, is that the Aleph is a manifest here as, as Hashem, as this, Hashem is one. But that's a level separated from the reality of, of how we perceive Hashem, from the reality of the upper Yud, the Maimidyanim, the Kedusha, which is above our perception here. And therefore the placement of the Aleph and the Koyach of the Aleph is something which, so to speak, reaches down to this physical world. But on the other hand, it connects to something much more than that, except there's a separation if you can't necessarily understand that. And now the last point. So we have the Aleph, it's a representation of Hashem here. It's Megala to us that there's, uh, in its gematria of the piece of the Aleph that's connected 26, the Shem Avaya, the shape of the Aleph shows us that there's the representation here of Hashem beneath the Rakia, but there's also the Yud which is above the Rakia. And now the last point we get to is the name. It's called Aleph. Why is it called Aleph? So, let's understand how Hebrew Gematria works. We have letters which represent the units. Aleph is 1, base is 2, Gimel is 3, which takes us until 9, which is Tess. Then we have letters which represent 10s. So Yud is 10, Chaf is 20, Lamed is 30, until Tzadi, which represents 90. And then we have letters which represent 100s. So Kuf is 100, Reish is 200, Shin is 300, Tzaf is 400. And then the Kabbalah tells us that in the Aleph base there are 5 final letters. And they also have a gematria. So the gematria of the final Chof is 500, the gematria of the final Mem is 600, the gematria of the final Nun is 700, the gematria of the final Pei is 800, and the gematria of the final Tzadi is 900. Those are all the letters that there are. And if that's the case, the highest gematria which we can make out of letters is 999. Test, Tzadi, and the final Tzadi. And what's above 999 is a thousand. A thousand in Hebrew is Aleph. And Aleph is the same letters, it's nearly the same word as Aleph. Which means a thousand brings us back to the starting point on a higher level. On one dimension we can get to 999. And then the Aleph, the, th- the point of a thousand is really the Aleph, the starting point of a new level. And that's also significant in the Aleph. The Aleph is, so to speak, a connection between what we see, the highest point of this level, but we understand that's also the connection to the beginning of a higher level. The word Aleph in Hebrew also means to teach. I will teach you wisdom. And that's also a signal, that's also hinted to in this Aleph. That within the Aleph is also the fact that we can learn. You can be taught about something higher. So we've seen a lot about the koichas in one aleph. We've seen a lot about the koichas of one letter. Now if we would analyze every letter, we understand it also has those koichas. Every letter is significant, its name, its number, its placement, the way it's constructed, what it's coming to teach us. And that we can understand now as well. But those are all pratim, those are all individual points. What we don't know is the tzirif, which means how to combine all these points in order to create 
new reality out of the, so to speak, joint koiches. Now says the Nefesh HaChaim, V'hu b'china shorish nishmus klai Yisrael yachad. Malchus ta'atzilus, v'zayis nikos knesset Yisrael. That same level of the combined, so to speak, koyach of the letters, the combined koyach of the tzirif, is also the combined koyach of all the neshamas of klai Yisrael together. And that's what creates the Malchus of Hashem. We all know the famous notion that it says that that the Malchus of Hashem rests on Klai Yisrael united. So it doesn't just mean physically that when Klai Yisrael are getting along with each other. On a deeper level it means that the combined Neshamas of Klai Yisrael together are the basis of Hashem's Malchus. Or if you want another word, the Kisei Yaakov. So that's the concept we've learned of Shoresh Nisham. Now, that's also what he says in the footnote. He says, with Klai Yisrael, when they came out of the Midbar, and they all combined, Avas The love Hashem had for Klai Yisrael, who were Kodl, who were united together. And that idea of a central point of, Yisrael, of Klai Yisrael uniting is the same, same concept as the Makam That's where we connect. That's where we combine. And now, having understood this principle, how does that become something which we can utilize in our tefillahs? So he says, In the Akashic Once a person is already accustomed to himself of diving in a way which combines his nefesh ruach neshama, which means what he, what he wants, to his ability to daven, to the ability to focus that on his Avodah Hashem, that we spoke about in the previous year. And that is when talking about the, the elements of Tefillah. Through the words, the Nukudus, the pronunciation and the time, understanding of each word. The next step is, The next level is a person has to concentrate on combining all these points with his Shorish Neshama, which is through the, when we're talking about the Tefillah, through the le- combining the letters of the Tefillah, to bring them all to their combined Koyach and Shemaim. How does he do that? When a person can connect to this level, he can think that he's not in the world at all. And he's, in, in his own eyes, he becomes completely bottled. Because this is the level higher than the individual. And therefore, a person combines himself with the con- combined Koyach of the Nishamas of Klai Yisrael together. What that means practically is that there's a level which a person's tefillah goes beyond, so to speak, his requests for himself, even requests for his own advancement in Avodah Sashem, even requests for his own level of understanding of Torah. And the person's tefillah becomes a part of the tefillah of Klai Yisrael, which means that it's no longer about him. He's only a small prat, a small... A part of something much bigger. And if that's the case, if a person's tefillah is directed to Klal Yisrael, 
so to speak, then the person himself is no longer the focal point of the tefillah. That's just a small point in what we call the tefillahs of Tahisra. And that's why we know that Chazal, when they wrote this Shmonesre, which is the Seder tefillah, which we utilize this koyach of connecting the various Seder tefillah to each other. Karbanus to which is the same principle as connecting the nefesh to the ruch, to the neshama, to eventually the shoshah of the neshama. When it comes to the tefillah of Shemona Esrei, so Chazal will metakin the tefillah b'lashon rabbi. The lashon the tefillah is in the for not for ourselves for Klai Yisrael. In Adavet Hashem is one who's girl Yisrael. Hakadosh Baruch is one who's the roifei choyle amoy Yisrael. Hashem is the one who's kertoshem et tefillas amchay Yisrael berachamim. Hashem is the one who's v'hashiv esavoid l'idir v'seich v'isha Yisrael. The entire tefillah is in terms of Klai Yisrael. And like the Kizari is asked by the king, he says, wouldn't it make more sense for you to daven for yourselves as individuals? If a person has his own self-interest in mind, he would obviously have more kavana than if he's davening for a rabbi. And the Kizari's answer to him basically is, is that the kayak of tefillah is the kayak of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, if a person is davening as a part of Klai Yisrael, that's a different ability to be answered. Which means, even if there would be potentially more kavana for a person to daven for themselves, but if you're talking about the koyach of tefillah being accepted, it's accepted much more as a tefillah of Klai Yisrael. That's the, that's the first point. And therefore, there's another point here too. Because if a person was davening for himself as an individual, then it could be a tefillah which is for himself against somebody else. If a person is dying for himself, he's dying for himself to be successful more than his uh, competitor. For a person to win against his neighbor. And if that's the case, it's a tefillah which is for yachid against the yachid. It's not necessarily a tefillah which is going to be answered. But if a person is diving in the sense that this is a tefillah for the whole of Klai Yisrael, then obviously it's something which only the whole of Klai Yisrael will benefit from together. That's the idea of connecting the, the tefillah to the Shorosh Hashanah. Which means that a person elevates what they ask me for, and even if it's their own level of neshama, which means their own level of ruchnis, but as part of Klai Yisrael's combined ruchnis, as part of Klai Yisrael's collective achievement. That is a different kind of tefillah. And in comparison to that, so a person is, is, considers himself like he's, you know, he's not here, because he doesn't then become the primary object of the tefillah. It's just a chaylik of something much bigger called Kles Yisrael. Of something much bigger called Klai Yisrael. Once again, of course the person can daven for himself as a yachit. And every tefillah is accepted. When talking about a tefillah being a voidah sashem, tefillah which is a tzarech kabaya, then it has to have this element of a tefillah which is raised to a higher level. And that's how we find that when a nusach of a tefillah which someone... So, so to speak, established for themselves. The Lakai and the Tsar, which we say at the end of Shemesha, was the tefillah of a specific Kamara. And that was written, constructed in the Lashon Yafit. Because the tefillah, which is a person's own expression of tefillah, so sure, he means it more when he's speaking about himself. But the tefillah, which was constructed as a Vedas Hashem, as the Tzar of Kavaya, this is a tefillah which is for the benefit of the whole of Yisrael. And that's why it's after written by Lashon Rabbi. And the person's thoughts then, when davening such a tefillah, 
it should be that the person is elevating the first point of filler, which is their request or they want to achieve to something of national importance, something which becomes Klai Yisrael's request. And then they're going to get answered as the Chalik of Klai Yisrael. 